the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, your concerns. Our toll-free number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind tonight. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. Tonight on Contending for the Faith, we begin part five of our new series entitled "An Extreme Invitation to Discipleship," as found in Luke chapter fourteen, verses fifteen through twenty-four. In 1967, there was a popular movie entitled Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. But tonight, we are talking about a different type of dinner than that movie represented. The dinner we're going to talk about tonight is a dinner for eternity. The big question is, will you take advantage of this extreme dinner invitation for all of eternity? So stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight. So we want to encourage you to get your Bibles uh, prepared and ready uh, to hear the word of God, and we want to call your attention to Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14. And um, we've been doing this series on guess who's coming to dinner, and Jesus has given that invitation out to the entire world to come to know him. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and Open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Jesus wants to dine and uh, have uh, dinner with you tonight. He wants to have breakfast with you and lunch with you. He wants to dine with you. And, you know, if you resist his will, my friend, if you resist doing what he called you to do, especially his will, Jesus said, you know, those who know the will of God and doeth not will be beaten with many stripes. And he that does not know the will of God will be beaten with few. It doesn't matter who you are. When you know you should be doing the will of God, you're going to get a beating by God. You're going to, God is going to take you to the woodshed. And you need to wake up to the reality that when you go to the woodshed, you need to listen to what he's trying to teach you in the woodshed. The woodshed is a place you don't want to go, my friend. And yet you will go there if you're not doing the will of God. And then ultimately, 
you also risked losing your eternal salvation if you're not into his will. You know, you can say you're into his will, but if you're not living in his will, Jesus made it very clear when he gave an extreme message in Matthew 7. He clearly said, he that does not do the will of my father, and he says, I will uh, depart you out of his will. He will cast you away from him, that he never knew you. So you need to be in his will. You need to be in alignment to his will. It's not about your will. It's not about other people's will. It's about being in alignment to his will. Now, we said last week that there was a person who didn't dine with Jesus in the right way. That was Judas Iscariot. He had religion. He had been around Jesus for three and a half years, but his heart was not right. His motive was not right, and he was not locked into the will of God. He was influenced by the world around him. you got to wake up to the reality that there are things around you trying to influence you in the wrong way, away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to break down uh, these uh, these verses of Scripture and this chapter to you, and then I want to go back to verse 1, but I want to break down to you um Luke chapter 14 and verses 1 through, I want to break that down to you, especially going through uh, these verses in this chapter. Now, the background of a book is like the skeleton to the body. You take the skeleton out of the body, the body becomes a quivering heap of jelly-like substance good for nothing. And so we want to look at the background of what's going on here with this extreme invitation. Now, under the full picture, here is a parable. And you must understand the setting here and the setting I want to outline for you. Number one, Jesus was eating in the home of one of the chief Pharisees on the Sabbath day. We see that in Luke 14 and 1. Number two, they were watching, and I want to deal with this word watching, see? They were watching Jesus carefully to catch him in some violation of their Sabbath laws. We see that in Luke 14 and 1. Number three, they believed the religious leaders that to heal someone was work and therefore not permitted on the Sabbath day. We find this in Luke 14, verses 2 through 6. Number four, these religious leaders, the hounds of hell, I call them, they probably planted this man who had the dropsy right in front of Jesus to purposely trap him, and we see this in Luke 14 and 2. And Jesus was not naive, nor polite here when it came to the dinner, Uh, but he confronted these men and told them like it was. And we find this in Luke 14 and 4, that Jesus went on and defied everything that they wanted him uh, to do. And he literally healed this man of dropsy. And we find number five, and next Jesus watched them in the right way. He reversed the watch, and he watched these proud and prideful men 
who picked out the places of honor for themselves at the table, Luke 14 and 6. And Jesus, number 6, Jesus delivers an extreme message to humble these men and the guests as well. And finally, number 7, as if the tensions was not great enough already, the Lord Jesus told the host that he had invited the wrong guests. And Jesus ends up telling them that there are other guests that need to come who have a heart after God. These religious leaders, the hounds of hell, had religion, but they didn't have a relationship. Now, let's go back to Luke chapter 14 and verse 1. Luke 14 and verse 1. What are we dealing with here? This is very important. It says, And it came to pass, as he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day, that they watched him. Notice the word, they watched him. I want to meddle with the word, they watched him. The text says that they watched him. Now, they didn't watch him to learn from him. Uh, They didn't watch him to grow from him. They didn't watch him to be obedient from him. They didn't watch him to worship him nor to serve him. They didn't watch him to do nothing but find fault with him and to set him up either to be arrested or killed. These hounds of hell had the wrong attitude and the wrong motive in watching him. Now, what is the application for us today with this one verse, they watched him? I want to meddle with the word, they watched him. Now, we have a lot of people in our churches who have the gift of pew-sitting. That is, all they do is sit and watch. (laughs) They have the gift of pew-sitting and watch-sitting. They have the gift of pew-sitting where they do nothing in the church but just watch. Now, these people have degrees. Now, let me break down their degrees. All these people that I'm talking about in the church and these Pharisees, too, they have a degree in peakology. <laughs> That's number one. They also have a, this is an AA degree in peakology. They have a bachelor's degree in lookology. They have a master's degree in observeology, and they have a PhD in watchology. They have no degree in theology, but in all of the ologies. They are just like these religious leaders in Luke 14 and 1. The text says they watched him. My question to you tonight is, is that all you do in the church today is just watch Jesus just watch him. That's all you do in the church on Sunday and Bible study and during the week. Just watch. Some of us just watch our Bibles and we never read it. We just watch our Bibles. <laughs> you know, that is all we do. Question is, do you just watch the preacher preach and teach every Sunday? Never grow never mature, never be obedient, never get into the Word and let the Word of God get into you. This is all some church folks do. They just come to church to watch 
the preacher preach, to watch others teach, and they come to church to watch the choir sing, and they come to church to watch everybody praise, and they get into this praise thing themselves. And this is all they do is watch, 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 and shout, 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 and praise, praise, praise. And this is what we find here in Luke chapter 14. You remember I got into all of these eyes. They were into the eye theology. They were into the three eyes, right? They were into literally getting to all of these things that had to do with the world, these three eyes they were dealing with. They were dealing with the eye of their business, and we'll get into that. They were dealing with the eye of their possessions. They were dealing with the eye of natural affections. These are the three things, listen to me tonight, these are the three things that's going to keep people out of the kingdom of God. Jesus rebuked them for ignoring to do what he says because they put their business before him, they put their possessions before him, and they put natural affections. That means mom, dad, brother, sister, girlfriend, boyfriend, and and wife and husband. Is that all you do in the church like these Pharisees? They just sat back and they watched. Now, I'm going to give you an encouraging word tonight in closing. You need to repent. You need to repent of being a watcher. Now, there are three types of people in the church today. There are three types of people. There are those, number one, that that, uh, literally watch things happen. Number two, there are those who don't care if anything happened. And then number three, there are those who make things happen. The question is, which one are you? I pray that you will repent tonight of this sin of doing it your way because Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many go their way, that way. So you need to repent and get right with the Lord. Jesus said, Matthew 6 and 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It's not only God going to whip you for not doing what he called you to do, but you can also lose your soul for all eternity. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, the number is one 888 We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. I hope you've been blessed tonight by Dr. Buckner's message. We have a lot much more coming, so we want to encourage you. Give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and give us a call. If you have questions or comments for us, if you have a need for prayer, we're here to pray with you. So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. If God is nudging you, and you maybe you had a burning question about something going on in your church. I know recently we've had questions about um, how to respond to homeless people coming into churches and different things pop up that people just have um, no answers for. And we're here to provide reasons and answers for faith. And how do we respond 
to issues of homelessness? How do we respond to other issues? Um, you may have questions on your heart about these things, and maybe you're not getting the answers at your church. So give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven. Five three two nine. We want to begin by thanking all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith. Without the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man, we would not have been on the air for so long. We believe in prayer. We know that you, the listening audience, have been holding us up in prayer for a very, very long time. And we just cannot thank you enough for being there for us, for being consistent in prayer. Um, it's just so important that you also partner with us, not only in prayer, but financially as well. Um, we want to thank those who gave over the last week. Jackie, Richard, Carol, Bomani, um, let's see, Camila, Sandra, Valerie, Mary, C.R., uh, Charles. And we just thank you so much for, you know, allowing God to use you to bless this ministry to remain on the air. It costs us 400 a week uh, to, to do this broadcast. And we really need your continued support. Uh, you know, it, if we're getting down to the wire, we've got about enough in the reserve for another week's worth of broadcast. But beyond that, we need you to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith. We need your support right now. We need your consistency right now to continue to do the work that God has called us to do. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Your monies are going into time and eternity. And I really believe that one day we will all stand before God and he'll say, look around and you'll see behind you a vast multitude of people. And you're going to ask, who are these people, Lord? And the Lord's going to respond, these are the people that were brought into the kingdom as a result of your giving. Not only giving to contending for the faith, but giving of your tithes and giving to other ministries that are also are also touching lives for eternity. You know, it's 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 sending your money ahead of you. Where the moth can't eat and the thief can't steal and the rust cannot uh cause problems. It's sending your money ahead and it's it's touching lives for eternity. And so we want to encourage you to to have that that heaven-minded perspective and see that you, you know, are doing more than just sending money somewhere or spending money on, on a lot of different things that we like to buy. And I'm not knocking those things, but if God has blessed you, we live in the richest nation on the planet and we spend so much and we waste so much. And, you know, God is saying, look, I didn't put you in this country at this t- such a time as this For you to just waste funds, think about the needs that are around you. Think about ministries around you that are touching lives and keeping people out of hell. You know, that's so critical. So we want to encourage you to be a blessing for time and eternity. Be a blessing for people who um, may be shut in and can't get to church. And this is their means of listening and being encouraged. Be a blessing to those who need answers, and we're here to provide them. So we want to encourage you. There's two ways you can donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. Tiburon spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 
888-949-9420. And the second way is so much easier. We all have smartphones or we have tablets or we've got laptops and computers in abundance. So just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. It's And away you go. You're being a blessing for time and eternity. We always want to encourage folks to drop us a note of encouragement to, to let us know how the broadcast has touched your life. And we, we got a note this week. It says, Dr. Buckner, thank you for your teaching on the invitation to dinner with Jesus. And thanks for reminding me that salvation is a gift, not of works, lest we should boast. I get caught up in work sometimes. And the statement you made about salvation being being a gift gave me so much peace. Thank you, and God bless you. Signed, Sandy. We just really, really appreciate those letters of encouragement. And, you know, this ministry, we got a letter this week and a donation all the way from Long Beach, California. So God is stretching this thing out. It's touching lives in places we had no idea it was going. And someone came, sent us a note, and it said, thank you for your ministry, along with a special gift. And so we, we thank you. And we, wanna, we just want to encourage the rest of you. If you've never written us, if you've never given if you've ne- never even said a prayer for this ministry, but you listen week after week after week and you benefit from the teaching, it's time to step up. It's time to get out of that, that uh, watching mentality, as Dr. Buckner talked about, and start becoming a doer. It's time to, to make that change. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. You said it so well. And why don't you let them know how they can do that, because um, we— need to just let you know uh, right away how you can support this ministry. And we want you to step up to the plate tonight and be a blessing because you don't want this program to go off the air and miss out on this good teaching and training uh, and that sort of thing and equipping. So we want to see people act out on faith tonight. And as I've said in this message, stop watching and start doing some things for the kingdom of God. Brother Gary. So you could once again, there's two ways to donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way, as I mentioned just a while ago, is so much easier. Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. It's that simple. Well, our phone lines are open, Dr. Buckner. We do have some uh, calls that have been patient. Shall we... Go to Brother Jermaine. Let's do that. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing very well, fellas. Well, thank you so much for your patience, and we trust that you got blessed tonight by the Word. Yeah, I was uh, tremendously blessed. It was a timely message. Very good, very good. And what's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, uh, you know, I've heard, uh, like, a recent controversy with Hank Hanegraaff, the, the uh, Bible Answer Man, program, and it seems like a lot of people are talking about his his uh, revelation about moving into the, the Orthodox Church, and uh, you know, I was having a discussion with a couple brothers and listening to people's opinions, and I read more than a few articles, and the, the problem I, I would have with Hank Hanegraaff didn't necessarily have to do with the Orthodox Church, but I was just curious what you thought the pros and cons of, of that was, because he claimed to be a Christian, 
and he still claims to be a Christian. He said that hasn't changed. And you know, I read just some of the statements briefly. Uh, for me, it looks like a style of worship that is not for me, but I can't find anything that would say he's lying. I'll just leave that up to, to God, but I want to get your point of view on things. Well, thank you so much for the question. And by the way, I think we all need to pray for Hank Canegraff because he's recently uh, discovered that he has cancer. So uh, we need to remember him in prayer around that situation, uh, that uh, God will give him strength through this and in a healing, if it be his will, as well as draw him closer to him as well as his family through this difficult time in their lives. Um, Secondly, I just want to say that uh, for me personally, I would have never joined the Greek Orthodox Church. The Greek Orthodox Church is uh, it's Christian uh, in terms of its orthodoxy, but it has some problems in its teachings that's very similar to Roman Catholicism. And, and some examples would be, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, we're saved by grace, you know, the Roman Catholic Church says that we are saved by grace, but we are kept by works, you know, that grace is infused with works, which completes the plan of salvation. That's problematic right there. And the Greek Orthodox holds to that, as well as the Greek Orthodox uh, holds to the Mariology of Mary, you know, uh, the same as the Roman Catholic Church, which is problematic. And then they put a lot of emphasis upon the icons, you know, the images within the Greek Orthodox Church. So uh, I think in a lot of ways, um, Hank has uh, gone all over the place uh, with his some of his theology and even become a partial preterist, uh, which is... Uh, the the teachings uh, that, you know, everything is, a lot of the stuff is historical, like the Antichrist would be, you know, the person who is actually Rome, that uh, Rome is actually representation of the uh, the Antichrist, and uh, that uh, it put everything in a historical framework, and even though uh, the partial preterist is different from the full preterist, which the full preterist says that, um, you know, they spiritualize everything and put everything in a historical context, uh, whereas uh, they would say that there will not be a rapture or the second coming of Christ. Uh, but the uh, partial preterists believe in those two things, but they spiritualize a lot of the things and put it in the context of uh, Rome and that things happen in terms of uh, the Antichrist related to uh, Rome. And they, they also say Nero, you know, they put it in the context of that. Um, so he's um, uh, all over the place, and there's been a lot of, of uh, radio programs that have dropped him. And so, uh, you know, Walter Martin... It was uh, my, uh, you know, mentor, and he was just uh, steady in a lot of areas, and God blessed him immensely. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, we have to pray for Brother Hank, and uh, I believe that uh, he is a, a, a brother in the Lord, but 
this being all over the place can create a lot of problems for him. And now what has compounded the problem is that he has cancer now. So we just need to pray for him at this time. And I think that's very important for us all to do. Uh, and uh, then we go from, from there. Okay. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that. I'll keep him in my prayers, and, and I believe, like I do believe, he is a a believer. But some things I think you should keep quiet because it you actually cleared up something for me. I heard him make a comment about uh, the Catholic Church being a true church, but you know it has some some errors. And I thought he really shouldn't have said something like that because it just between that and the orthodoxy, it causes much more confusion and, and gives people answers. So that that makes a lot of sense to me now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are things within Catholicism uh, that is uh, Christian, like the Trinity, the deity of Christ, the bodily resurrection, and that sort of thing. But there, I would state it where I would say that they they do hold to some areas of orthodoxy, but there are problems in uh, Catholicism that I would bring out as well, as far as, you know, uh, the uh, Mariology, as far as purgatory, as far as the papacy, the authority of the papacy, and a lot of other areas uh, of the Roman Catholic Church. So, uh, but uh, thank you for the good question. That's a very good question that you have, and uh, let's continue to keep him in our prayers. All right, thank you very much, Doctor. All righty, God bless you. God bless. All right, do we have enough time for our next? Yes, Doctor Bucket, would you like to go to uh, Justin in Oakland? Yes, let's do that. Uh, Justin, how are you doing this evening? Hey. Hi, thanks for uh, getting to me. Yes, and um, is this your first time calling? It is. Well, thank you for calling us the first time. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? Um, so, basically, I wanted to know how to deal with um, the issues, specifically um, with homosexuality, um, and positions in the church. And the reason why I have a question about it is because I know that typically, uh, from God's point of view, you know, sin is sin, be it lying or cheating or fornication or homosexuality for that nature, or for that matter. So um, when refusing or, in a sense, when refusing to let someone hold a position because they're struggling or dealing with the homosexual lifestyle for the sake of how it looks, um, how do you justify that versus the person's lifestyle who we can't maybe see so out in the open, but who is um, carrying out sin, be it, you know, lying or fornication or whatever that is? How do we justify that one or the other? Is it just okay for anybody to hold a position because we're all struggling, we're all trying to get through it? Well, that's a very good question. Um, no one should ever hold a position in church leadership that is homosexual, and it, even if they're involved with fornication and adultery. And those who are practicing homosexuality, and uh, they are practicing it in the uh, church, uh, whether it's uh, with somebody in the church or they are practicing it outside the church, uh, they needs to be excommunicated. It needs to not be tolerated, period, because, uh, you know, when you look at First Corinthians chapter 5, there was a person in the church committing fornication, and Paul was ready to uh, excommunicate the person, and he ended up repenting later on 
as we find in Second Corinthians. And then First Corinthians 6 and verse 9 says, those who practice these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so um, we have to um, be uh, agents of uh, God's word and make sure that we don't compromise, confuse, or contradict God's truth. And so this is a difference between somebody in the church who have a tendency towards that because they realize it's a sin and they have been involved with it and they've come out of it and yet they have tendencies towards it but they don't practice it because they are Christian. But someone in a church who's practicing it, uh, if they don't repent of that, they need to be excommunicated out of the church. We need to be consistent with what the early church did because if we don't, a judgment begins in the house of God. God is going to judge the whole church because we cannot allow sin to be a cancer in the church because it'll destroy all of us. Uh, can you hold on? I think we're getting ready to go to a commercial break, and then we'll come back and uh, deal with this a little bit more. So hang in there with us. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. If you have questions or comments or things that are on your mind that you are, are trying to to deal with, give us a call. That number again is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Barry, a pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Excuse me. So if you have questions or comments for us, if you need prayer, we want to pray with you. If you've got these questions that are burning in your heart, if you have questions that are about things that are going on in your church that you can't quite get answers about, or in terms of what the church says about issues as related to our culture, give us a call. We're here to help clear up some of the confusion uh, that the world is is <clears throat> constantly pushing into the church. You know, there is clarity in God's word. And we want to uh, just bring that out so that God's people have that clarity, so that God's people can give reasons and answers for faith, you know, so that we're not just muddling around in the dark trying to figure something out or we don't have a, a biblical precedent for the things that we do. So give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Once again, we just want to thank everyone who's been praying for contending for the faith. This is a prayer-driven ministry, and without your prayers, we definitely would not be on the air. And also want to thank everybody again who has been giving, who's been consistent in partnering with us financially to keep this broadcast on the air, moving forward, alive in Jesus Christ. We thank you so much. But we want to also encourage those of you who have not uh, given, it's time for you to step up. It's time for you who have been listening to the broadcast for so many, many, many years. We've been on the air uh, over 12 years and uh, even beyond that uh, before then. So many of you uh, go back to the very beginning and you've yet to give a dime to contending for the faith. It's time for you to step up. It's time because we need your help. You know, without your consistent giving, this broadcast will not be on the air and you'll tune in to find something else on one Saturday night and wonder what, what in the world happened. 
Well, it's easy to fi- figure that out because people assume that somebody else was going to give. They assume that, oh, well, you know, I don't have that much to give, therefore I shouldn't give. We, we want to tell you, you know, remember the widow who gave just the two mites. And in God's eyes and in God's economy, that went a long way. So we encourage you, you know, whether you give $200 or $2, give because God will use it and bless it and multiply it. And lives will be touched for time and eternity. Your monies are not going into a black hole. Rather, they're going into eternity, into heaven ahead of you to touch lives, to be a blessing, to, to bring folks into the kingdom as a result. And it's, this is the work right here. And maybe, you know, you're, you're thinking, well, I'm not a, a great speaker like Dr. Buckner. I'm not a great teacher. I, I don't have this gift or that. But God has blessed you financially. And there's a reason why he's blessed you financially. And that's to support ministries so that the word of God can go forth in power, so that the word of God can touch lives and continue to to be a blessing. That's why he's given you what he's given you. We live in the richest nation in the world. Why is that? Why? You never ask yourself, why was I born here and not in a third world nation? You know, why do I have running water? Why do I have food in my refrigerator? Why did God bless me so much? It's to be a blessing to others. It's to be a blessing to to bring people into the kingdom. So we want to encourage you tonight. There's two ways to donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is go on your computer or your laptop to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. And it's that simple. And away you go. You know, the name of this show is Contending for the Faith. It means putting up a good fight for what we believe. Putting up a good fight because our culture is fighting against our faith. And if we don't have reasons and answers, if we don't give people those reasons and answers and the ability to put up their dukes, as they used to say, <laughs> and, and, and contend, you know, we have kids who are going off to college and their faith is being destroyed by college professors because they cannot give reasons and answers for evolution. They cannot give reasons and answers for their faith and their faith is being trampled on. We got to stop the, this tide of, of ignorance. And that's what this program does. We want to encourage you, you know, pour seed into it, plant seeds of financial, plant plant seeds of prayer so that this ministry continues to grow and continues to bear fruit, a lasting fruit and a fruit that extends beyond uh, these airwaves. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And uh, we appreciate those encouraging words. And we know people will be touched by it. And you want to add some things to what I had said uh, before the commercial Yes, break. Justin, are you still online? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, great, because I, I, we hear what you're saying, you know, to, to kind of reiterate your statement that we have people that lie in the church, we have people that may be involved in fornication or, or, or gossip or whatever, yet we, we kind of take this, this sin of homosexuality and say, oh, you know, it's, it's worse than the rest. And why can't they hold any kind of leadership position in the church if you if you got somebody in the church who may be lying or or whatever right correct how do you justify that how do you justify that right well a lot of times 
you, you, we don't always know who's lying and, and the things that are going on in people's hearts. Um, and so it's very difficult sometimes to discern that because if we do, you know, if we did know who can take action, can take action. Um, somebody who is practicing homosexuality um, and has the mindset that it's permissible should not be in leadership. Now, I know that there are churches. Um, I live in Sacramento and know many churches that have uh, leaders who have come out of homosexuality and are now, you know, uh, and, and they don't believe in it. But they but they that's become a ministry for them. And they hold a position of leadership in their churches because they are helping others who are struggling with that. Now, that's a whole different ball of wax. Um, anybody who is struggling with homosexuality and wants to be in church leadership, they should talk to their pastor. They should have accountability. There should be evidence in their lives that indicate that this is this is no longer uh, something they're practicing. And this is there. There's an actual change that's evident. Right. Right. Good. Very. Well said, Brother Gary. And just to add to that, so if there are some people in the church and that uh, it's not obvious that uh, or uh, a situation that is uh, discoverable, uh, that uh, they're lying and they're cheating and they are being abusive, even the area of abuse in their home, once that's discovered, whatever type of sin it is, if they're practicing it, I mean, and, you know, and they're in a leadership role, uh, it has to be dealt with, just like you're dealing with homosexuality and fornication, <laughs> adultery, lying and cheating, abuse. Any of those type of sins have to be dealt with in the church. You can't just focus on homosexuality and and then deal with that and then let these other sins go. You have to deal yeah. with that. If it's discovered and if it's brought to the attention of the pastor and leadership, uh, it's uh, the duty of that leadership to deal with those issues and to make sure that they're not in leadership as well because uh, you can't tolerate people in a leadership role who's living in sin. I mean, you even dealt with, you know, when you deal with the early church, you find in the book of Acts chapter 5, I mean, here are some people that are in hypocrisy when it comes to the money, and God just dropped them dead, you know, because... God didn't play, the apostles didn't play, and they dealt with all sorts of sin. So, anyway, hopefully all of this helps you out. Yeah, 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 definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for your call, and keep us in prayer, and call back again sometime. Absolutely. It was a great question, really a good question, Justin. Really appreciate that, because that's on a lot of people's hearts. You know, people are, the church has been guilty of singling out or demonizing the homosexual community, and and we have to learn how to love them, but we can't compromise God's word either. Yes. Can't do the three C's, compromise, confuse, or contradict. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for the call. God God bless you, and thank thank you you for your call, and call back again. All right, let's uh, go to Cece. Cece, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Thank you for being patient, Cece. <laughs> Amen. We appreciate that. How have you been? Been a bit of but I'm here. Oh well, we're glad that you're there, and we trust that you got blessed by the word tonight. Oh yes, yes, of course. I mean, I always, always get blessed by it. Always. No, very good, very good. And what's on your heart uh, tonight? So we can use our time wisely. We've got about five minutes left. But what's on your heart tonight? I just wanted to ask a question in Romans chapter 
124 and get quick prayer, or if you don't have time to answer that one, then I don't know if you would do the prayer or just answer that next week. I know the time is going, but if you, if you, however you want to do it. I have some time. Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll do it really right quick. It's one, Romans 124. Yes. It says, uh, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness. And that's the part I wanted to ask you about, the uncleanness. In other words, uh, when it says God gave them up, um, uh, let me kind of lay out this formation here. When you look at the the book of Romans, chapter 1, you see uh, that um, the two Ps giving birth. You see a practice of idolatry. And then, because they're practicing idolatry, Idolatry always leads to immorality, and then when immorality is practiced, then it brings forth the judgment of God. So you find that the tribe of Ephraim, that it says that they joined themselves to idols, God said, therefore, leave them alone. Idolatry always leads to immorality, and then immorality from that leads to the judgment of God. So you lay out these two Ps in Romans chapter 1. A practice leads to penalty. So once when you practice something, it's going to bring, it's going to give birth to the penalty, which God is going to penalize and judge them. And so when it says that God gave them up to uncleanness or the lust of their own hearts to, in other words, it's a heart problem. And what God does is that when he warns you over and over and over again to turn from the sin, because they, they, it says when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. So they knew him in their conscience, and they glorified him not. So what happens, just like in the case of Pharaoh, God came to Pharaoh and warned Pharaoh over and over and over to let his people go, because he didn't after God warned over and over and over again that he heartened his heart over and over again. And then the text says that then God started to hearten his heart. So this is parallel to Romans chapter 1, that you can continue to live in sin and be in rebellion to God. So God has like a hedge of protection, uh, uh, a hedge around us, a hedge of protection. And after a while... When you continue to practice sin, God gets to the place where he backs up and he takes away that hedge of protection, and then it gives Satan full throttle to come in and reap havoc in a person's life and give them their heart's desire to sin on a greater level. And then that leads to a reprobate mind, which means to be literally cemented so deep into the sin that God can't break through that cement anymore. So this is a situation here where God simply gave them over to their heart's desire to live and wallow in the uncleanness because he knows in reality once they start to wallow and get into the uncleanness, whether that's pornography, drugs, alcohol, sex, God ultimately comes in and then he judges. He judges. You know, so this is what it's saying. Uh, hopefully that helps you out. 
Thanks a lot. That was a, that's a very uh, soulful speech, and I was really enjoying that. Thank you, thank you. You broke. You did an excellent job. Appreciate that. But thank you so much. And give us your uh, prayer request. Yeah, we got to go. Me, me, my family, my mother, my brother Linda, and uh, then of course um, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart, and then let's lift up Hank Hanegraaff and his cancer situation, and as well as his theology. Okay, we. Uh, <laughs> have Brother Elias in the studio, and he's going to give a quick prayer around that, and uh, then we're going to have Gary to bring it home, knock a home run in the name of Jesus. Brother yes, Lord, we uh, come before you right now. We thank you for Brother Cece, uh, his faithful uh, listening, and always just pouring into the program as we pour into him. Uh, we pray, uh, we uh, lift up those prayer requests to you, his family, uh, Ice Cube, Kevin Hart, uh, also, Hank Hanegraaff, uh, his his uh, mother, uh, Rosalinda. Lord God, we just uh, lift up them before your throne of grace. Lord God, asking that you touch them. Lord God, for those who aren't saved, Lord God, just uh, bring a, about a repentance in their life, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we ask and pray. Amen. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, Brother Elias, for praying and supporting and you, our listening audience, for allowing us to be part of you. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Uh, if you're interested in receiving a copy of tonight's program or any of our broadcasts, you can uh, go to our website. We have them on podcast now. And you can take advantage of all of Dr. Buckner's teachings. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 